Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise Him. He's worthy of all of the praise today. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Today is a bit of a unique message because what we're going to be doing today is combining both the Word of God with our Beyond Project update. And I want to talk to you today about building by faith. The Bible says the righteous will live by faith and we are called to live by faith. And in our particular context, we are being called to build by faith. And I'm going to be sharing that from the word of God with you in a few moments. Now, for the past 24 months, uh, um, we have been giving monthly updates on the Beyond Project. And today marks our final monthly update uh, for the Beyond Project, and God has been great and done so many amazing things. How many would say amen? <laughs> going forward, what we're going to do going forward is just give sort of like breakthrough updates. My prayer is that you would stay, continue to pray and stay focused on what God is doing through the Beyond Project. But what I'm going to do right now is... Let's go over the vision. Let's go over the journey. Let's go over what God has been doing in the last two years. Okay, so the Lord laid upon our hearts to start a campaign to raise up a becoming center for our church, for our community, for our city. The becoming center was essentially the physical manifestation and kingdom tool of God's heart for our city, our community, and our church. This wasn't the only thing, but it was the physical manifestation. When you walk through the doors, uh, right there, to the left there's an empty lot, and God put it on our heart to raise up this amazing space so that the people of our community can come and find and receive the powerful love of Jesus, the transforming love of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Now, all of this began from receiving the word of God. And God gave us some verses to really guide our values on this journey. And this is uh, essentially how the Beyond Project was born. But here are the verses. Ephesians 3, 20 through 21 say, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly, everyone, beyond. beyond, beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations, forever and ever. Amen. From the word of God, there were three abiding and guiding values that God gave us for the Beyond Project. Those values are as follows. He called us to go beyond our walls, beyond our generation, and beyond our imagination. So I want to really unpack these today's, today. Beyond our walls means that God is calling us by faith to build bridges with our city and community. 
It means that people should feel that Jesus has provided a place where they can go and experience love, comfort, and the safety of salvation. Now let me tell you why that's important. That's important because we are in a very troubled city. That's important because we are in a very difficult community. There's great isolation in our community. There's great difficulty and hardship right here in our community. We've had shots fired in the front of the church. We've had shots fired in the back of the church. This is not an easy place, but our city essentially is in crisis. We believe that the church of Jesus Christ is the answer to the crisis of Chicago. Could somebody say amen? And because we believe that, we need to act upon our faith and build by faith. So we're called to go beyond our walls. We're called to reach out. And this is something that the Lord began to do, in my opinion, in pretty remarkable ways from the moment we started the Beyond Project. So, so let me tell you some of the things that God has done over the years. First of all, we've had the privilege of praying for our mayor right here on this platform. We've had the privilege of praying for the chief of police and a graduating class of cadets right here on this platform. Was any here, anybody here for that prayer meeting? How many want to praise God that we were able to lay hands on him? You guys don't understand the powerful seeds that are sown as God opens these doors. You guys will look on the news and you, and, and you might judge things based on the news, but we need to judge things based on what the Holy Spirit is doing. Can I tell you, one of our young cadets gave the chief of police a little book with promises from God. And months after that, he ran into him. And when he runs into this young cadet, he says, hey, by the way, right here, I got it right here. I'm carrying it with me. How many know God is on the move? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Over the past couple of years, we've had the privilege now of ministering to possibly thousands of men and women who are incarcerated, as well as hundreds of corrections officers. All of these are doors that the Lord has opened. It's amazing the kind of reach and impact that the Lord is giving us because he's called us to go beyond our walls. This is what the church of Jesus Christ should look like. And I hope you, you know, when I first got saved, I heard a song, Oh, to be his hands ex extended. You know, reaching out. All of us are supposed, are supposed to be the hand of Christ extended. That's what the church of Jesus is all about. It's not about you coming here and getting blessed by a sermon. That's only part of it. Everybody say that's only part of it. But God wants us to go out, to reach out, to be the hands of Christ extended, to love on people and to impact people for Christ. Even as of late, you guys know that for the last few years, we have been putting on an amazing Christmas outreach for families. Do you know that families from our community come to this, to this right through here? We take all of these chairs out. And we've raised funds a couple of years, ComEd partnered with us, and they helped to provide Christmas and, and, and gifts and toys, but most of all, we offer the greatest gift, the gift of Jesus to these families. Could we say amen? 
Even in the last, I don't know, 90 days, Jewel Osco reached out to us. We were contacted by some of the representatives from Jewel, and they asked us to partner with them, and they want to provide 50 turkey, uh, uh, turkey dinners for families. Wait, listen to this. If you go to the local Jewel Osco, every cash register will say, come on, give to the holiday. And those donations are going to Chicago Tabernacle. How many know we're going way beyond our walls? Could we praise God? Hallelujah. The Lord has been on the move. It's amazing. God said, go beyond our walls. And he's opening doors and opening doors and opening doors. I hope you're part of it. I hope you're part of it. Can I tell you something? If your Christianity is dry, if your Christianity is flat, just get out there on the front lines and watch Jesus set your life on fire. Amen. There's nothing more exciting and more amazing than coming home after God has used you to bless somebody. We're called to go beyond our walls. In a, in a few moments when I share from the word, I'm going to be talking to you from the life of, of Noah. God really put Noah on my heart as we were coming to a close. And here's part of, I'll just give you a little prelude there. So when Noah built the ark, one of the things that God did was he put a drawing power on the animals, and the animals came from everywhere, okay? And there was a prophetic symbolism about that because the ark was a type of Christ. The ark represented Christ. How many know only Christ provides salvation? But the Lord put a drawing power on the animals so that they could come. It was something supernatural. And that ark represented Jesus. And right here and right now, what God is doing, he's putting a supernatural drawing power on his people. And he's drawing people from the highways and the byways. He's opening up doors and building bridges so that we could reach out and so that they could come. How many want to praise Jesus right now for the drawing power of Christ? It's an amazing thing that God has been doing. And it's just one door. I'm just, every week I'm surprised by the new thing that the Lord has done. He's taking us beyond our walls. Now, this brings me to the second guiding value beyond our generation. Everybody say beyond our generation. This is a big deal because from the very beginning God put it on our heart. He gave us a biblical mandate to raise up the next spirit-filled generation. We don't just want to talk about it, we want to act on it. From the first time, listen, when our church was a little tiny space and a lot of you were not here and we received our first $10,000 check, what we did is we took that $10,000 and we built out these two rooms for our kids and we bought them toys and we got a nice carpet. And with that $10,000, we built the best space possible for our kids. We've always put our kids first. We believe that if we reach the kids, we can transform a generation. We believe that's what the Bible is calling us to do, and that's why we put so much energy into our children. So here's what beyond our generation means. Beyond our generation means that today we are thinking beyond just ourselves. We're thinking about creating ministry for the future, creating a place for our children's children and beyond. 
The church is supposed to revolve around Jesus and his kingdom through his people. The church is not supposed to revolve around personalities. Even though personalities are privileged to make a kingdom contribution. This church is not about me. This church is not about my wife. This church is not about anybody that steps on this platform. This church is so much bigger than that, praise God. This church is about Jesus, about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And you know what? Leaders come and go, but the kingdom of God and the word of God goes on forever. This is our opportunity to play a role. This is our chance to play a role and to make an impact. I want to do everything that I can with every soul in my body to advance the kingdom of God, to elevate the name of Jesus. We're called to lift up the name of Jesus. Could somebody say amen? That is our call. We need to lift up the name of Jesus. One of the things that when I was a kid, let me tell you something. When I was a kid and I played baseball, there were guys who bragged and there were guys who played. I mean, I was like 12 years old. I used to go like, Phew. I don't want to brag, but you know what I want to do? I want to play. I want to play. I want to play my role. I want to do my part. God has called us to play our role, to do our part. You realize no one has tomorrow. Whatever you're going to do, you better do now. Raise vision. Get vision in your life elevated. Remember that this life is just a, it's a breath. It's just like that. And then we're going to stand before Jesus one day. And I'm living for that day that I could hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's what he wants. Well done, my good and faithful servants. Can I tell you the other day I was reading and I, I have a reading schedule and it just turns, it turns out that in my reading schedule I just landed on the book of Revelation. And when, I, when you open up the book of Revelation, the way the book of Revelation opens is that it talks about Jesus speaking to the churches. Seven different churches, seven different letters. He doesn't say the same thing to every church. He speaks to the church based on its spiritual condition, based on its faith life, based on its choices and its actions. And Lord, I want to be counted among those that you say, well done. That's my prayer for your life. That's how we live. That's what burns in our hearts. You see these two young ladies here. What burns in my heart is that when they stand before God, they will hear, well done, my good and faithful servants. That's the only thing that counts. How many would say amen? That's the only thing that counts. And so I pray that your faith and your vision would be elevated for what God is doing. A lot of times people see what the church is doing and they like praising God for what the church is doing. But God is opening doors for all of us to participate. How many would say amen? amen? So God called us to, to, to go beyond our generations and not be about people, but, but to reach out and make a difference and keep providing places for our kids. Now, just this past, in the past couple of weeks, God has given us another unique opportunity. He's built a bridge between us and the community at a whole new level. So the Lord has taken the teacher's strike and turned it into an opportunity for us to reach out to three sides of the, of the equation. First of all, we were approached by this city 
to be a safe haven site, which we do in the summer, so that kids could come to the building, be blessed, experience the love of God, hear the gospel, and have a very safe place to go during these difficult times for their parents and for everyone around us. And as you see here, these are some of the kids that were here over the last couple of weeks, and they were being ministered to. But guess what? They were hearing about Jesus. They were worshiping God. And it's, it's powerful to hear the testimonies of parents saying, not only thank you for providing a place, but thank you for teaching my child about Christ. My child is changing right before my very eyes. I just can't believe what God is doing in one of my children. Come on, let's praise God for his goodness. So it's been an amazing week as we've ministered to, to the kids. Secondly, we've reached out to the teachers, taking them hot chocolate and caring for them and praying for them while they're on the picket lines. We went to them there on the picket lines. And listen to this. I want you to pay very close attention to this because this is a learning moment for us as a congregation. Strikes come and go, but we have to be ready in season and out of season to seize the opportunity to preach the gospel. Listen to this, wait. While people are taking sides on the things of the earth, we must take the side of Christ. Come on, we must take the side of Christ. Put your hands together and say, yes, Lord. And so look, so look, let me give you a piece of advice. We have to be very strategic. And the Bible sets this example. The Apostle Paul, I could preach a whole sermon about this, but I can't right now. Okay? The Apostle Paul was very strategic about the way he ministered. This world, there's always something going crazy. While the world is going crazy, we're not joining sides. What we're doing is we are preaching the gospel. We are sharing the love of Jesus. Could we put our hands together? In the end, that's more important. I hope God could elevate and mature your faith to that point if you're struggling. Presidents come and go. Governments come and go. Hallelujah. But the word of God abides forever. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so thirdly, we've actually been able to minister to the leaders of, C of the CPS administration. They've asked us to stand with them as part of the solution. I love this picture. So, so I, I got this picture. This is when they announced, not for nothing, but the mayor does not have a ha happy face on. The head of CPS, no happy face, right? And look, in the middle of all of that, they called us. You see Heidi there and Pastor Jose right there. They said, would you come and would you stand with us, you know? Would you stand with us? And they said, would you show that you are one of the safe haven sites? And that was the purpose of our being there. This program so far, these couple of weeks have been so blessed. They've been sending people here. Heidi has been able to witness and, and, and talk to so many of the leaders of CPS over the last couple of weeks, her and, and, and a number of others. And this past uh, Friday, Dr. Uh, Janice Jackson, she was actually here. She came here, she spoke to the kids, and we got to actually lay hands on her and, and pray over her. And the kids got to talk to her. Could we praise God for what the Lord is doing? I have to tell you this real quick. So when she was talking to the kids, one of the kids stood up 
It was actually Pastor Jose's daughter. She stood up and said, uh, Dr. Jackson, don't worry, because we actually really love it here. <laughs> she, just, she said, it's going so great here. We're learning math. We're learning. We're doing homework. We're doing all the schoolwork. So take your time, basically, she was saying, because it's all good. And she just started laughing. She said, we got to get you back to school, bud. Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise God. He's good. He's faithful. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be his name. God is so good. And then he's called us to go beyond our imagination. Beyond our imagination means that we are expecting God to step in. Means we're expecting God to step in. And when he steps in, he's going to use us to do new things among and through us that were not part of our plans. The most beautiful part of living by faith is that God starts to do things that were not part of our plans, but he starts to manifest his glory and power. How many believe God is going to manifest his glory and power in amazing and mighty ways? So there have been a number of things that have happened over the last couple of years. You know, we did the DNA of a, of, the, of a leader here just to train our church, and we started to get lots of uh, calls. And over the last couple of years, it's been incredible what has happened. Churches all over now the world are adopting DNA. We've been able to do DNA of a leader. There's been a global impact. Malaysia, Singapore, Tanzania, Latin America, Zambia, Indonesia, Illinois District Council, Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary, Alliance Theological Seminary, and churches are adopting. And all of that is part of what God is doing here. And here's what people do. Many times people come. We've done DNA of a leader here. This is what's happened. We've done DNA of a leader here for pastors. You guys, uh, uh, some of you are, have not been part of this per se, but the pastors will come and we'll have these events here. And one of the pastors, well, always when we have it, one of the pastors will say this to me. They go, you know what, this is great. I'm so blessed by this. We're going to take this back to our church, et cetera, et cetera. But here's what they say. But let me tell you, your people are the real stars of the show. The way your people love, the way they serve, the way they pray, they're like, we are blown away by your staff and your people. How many praise God that he's doing something among us that he wants to send out through us? Another one of the beyond our imagination points is what God is, is not just what God is doing through DNA, but what's happened as of late. So... Uh, um, after, what is it, 14 years or 16 years? After 16 years, Pastor Matt came here when he was a sophomore in college. And Mandy, after serving in every ministry practically and, do, and doing everything and being, a, I mean, key players in everything that has happened thus far. This past week, they were voted in to be the lead pastors of Christian Life Center in Missoula, Montana, a church of about 800 people. Could we praise God? Come on, stand up a second. Could we praise God? <laughs> Woo! Come on. Amen. Amen, you baby seated. We're going to pray for them. 
We're going to pray for them at the end of the service. We'll come up and Pastor Matt will dismiss us for the last time. He's going to pray for us and then dismiss us today. So we'll have time to hear from them a little bit. But listen, this is where they're going to be. I spoke to the, uh, um, when I, you know, they call for references. When the head of the board called me for a reference and I was talking to him, this is serious beyond. First of all, we never imagined that they would leave us, but God has plans. This is God's way. This is, this is God's way. This is the way the kingdom operates. People grow and then God sends them. I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready because people grow and then God sends them. Can I get an amen? But listen, so I'm talking to the guy and he says, yeah, Montana's really an amazing place. It's so woodsy. And if, if, it's, if you knew, I wish we had time, if you knew Matt and Mandy, the woodsy deal really works, the wilderness deal really works for them. I've never seen people who vacation like the, the way they vacation, put it that way. Go out into the boonies. And um, so, but he said, listen, there's more deer here than people. <laughs> that's where they're going. How many know that's beyond right there? And, but it's going to be awesome. God's going to use them. They're going to start a prayer meeting. My house shall be called the house of prayer in Missoula, Montana. How many would say amen? Blessed be the name of the Lord. All of this is part of what God's doing. Some of it we can't predict. Some of it we don't know. We don't fully understand. But all of this is part of beyond. It's part of the way of God. And as we continue with the project, I mean, the, the campaign ends today. As we continue beyond our walls, beyond our generation, beyond our imagination, what do we do now? What do we do now? So I want you to open your Bible to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 6 and 7. Because I want to speak to us directly from some passages that I think parallel where we find ourselves today. And I want you to know that God prophetically, I felt, spoke to me about this passage as we consider the Beyond Project. Hebrews chapter 11 says this. And without faith, it is, everyone, impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. God is calling us to live by faith. When you live by faith, how many know what is required is faith. So without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him or diligently seek him. That means sincerely and consistently. It means sincerely and consistently. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. And so why am I reading this passage? It's because we really are in parallel to Noah. Noah got a word from God and he began to build by faith. God gave Noah a gigantic assignment. Everybody say gigantic. 
It was, an, it was a gigantic assignment, and I believe we kind of have a gigantic assignment too. He told them to build an ark the size of a cruise liner in an area that was not filled with water, but actually in, a, in the middle of dry land. That's what God told them to do. There's an actual, actual uh, ark in um, a, a facsimile of, a, of an ark in Kentucky. They built an actual ark. It is the size of a, it was, it's bigger than a football field. And it just so happens that um, my wife's, uh, her mom, Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir was just there and they took a picture just so that you, this is 300 people. And that thing is gigantic. Here's what God told one man to do. Next slide. What he told him was, build me an ark. And here's, here's so you could have context. The ark was two school buses wide, okay. You could stack three giraffes high. The length was 1.5 football fields. And the volume, you could fit 483 semi-trailers into the ark. How many know that is a gigantic assignment for one man and his family? The moment Noah began to build, he began operating in the beyond face. Listen closely. God told him to do something great. And he knew that after he did what God told him to do, then God was going to do something even greater still. God has told us to do something great. From the very beginning, we knew that God was calling us to do what he told us to do, and then he was going to step in and do something greater still. Something exceedingly and abundantly beyond. So, so far in two years after, after, listen, in two years, after four years of sacrificial giving, in two years, we have collected $2.6 million. Could we put our hands together and praise God? Come on, let's thank him, let's thank him. Hallelujah, Jesus. We bless your name, oh God. Hallelujah. When I look at $2.6 million, I see 2.6 million seeds of faith sown upon the heart of God. I see God looking down and I say, Lord, we've put this in your hands. We've put this on your heart because we are obeying you just the way Noah did. It doesn't matter what we see, we believe, we've heard, and we're following. That's what we're doing. You know, um, a lot of people love stories of faith, but when they get in the mix, man, you know, when they get in the mix, it's crazy. I've always prayed that my children and my grandchildren would actually see real faith in the here and the now. Not that we would read stories about it in the Bible, but that we would be part of it. It's always been my dream. You know, it's always been my dream. I'll never forget when um, we were moving to, from, Chicago, from New York to Chicago. And our kids were so little. And um, 
the three kids were just bawling the day we told them we were moving. And um, well, Tommy was crying, but he didn't have a clue what was going on. He was just crying because everybody else was crying. <laughs> but Annie and Susie were feeling it deep. They took a couple days off from school. They were beside themselves, leaving grandparents on both sides. And I remember saying uh, uh, to them, you know, we're doing this because when you grow up, here's what we want. You know, in this life, listen, I'm 53 years old. I look back, you know, nobody's perfect. I don't think I've been a perfect dad. I don't think I've been a perfect husband. I've tried my best. You know, but I always said to the kids, but look, you will look at your mom and dad and know that we weren't perfect, but here's what you'll never be able to say. You'll never be able to say that we didn't try to really honor Jesus with everything. With everything. You saw us, our choices, our life, our money. Every, this is not about me and Chrissy, but what I desire for you is that you would live by faith is that you would step out and see the power of God. But you know what it takes? It takes faith. It, it means that we step out and we believe. And we have done that. But we have to remember our building is not just a physical building. Our building, our going beyond is everything that I just talked about and even more. We have to keep reaching out. We have to keep moving out. We have to keep stepping out until, until our very last breath. Amen? And so we knew from the beginning that God was calling us to sow seeds and to say, God, we sow seeds upon your heart. And now we're going to stand by and watch until you step in and you start doing the supernatural. So very quickly here, in the natural course of our plans, when will we break ground? A couple of things need to happen. Number one, on the business as mission side, we need to sign a letter of intent with a renter. We've been praying primarily for a hospital tenant because the community needs medical care. So on this side, right here, we want to bring uh, medical care to our community and through that medical care we're also going to collect rent which will continue to pay for the becoming center for years to come how many believe that's a good plan how many would say amen <laughs> just in the last few weeks we've been contacted again by two hospitals in the next 30 days, we have a meeting with the president and their entire team of one of those hospitals. They want to meet with us about this side of our project. When we went away and I heard from Josh that such and such a hospital called and such and such a hospital called, I want you to know something. I was not surprised one bit because God is about to start showing up and doing the beyond. Hallelujah. When we do our part, God will do the beyond. And so we want you to continue to pray. In addition to that, when we sign that letter of intent, we are already in line to receive new market tax credit money. I'm talking about the front of the line. 
when we moved into this building through the efforts of Pastor Matt and, and, and Pastor Josh and, and, and a whole team, we were able to secure a million dollars to get into this building. This is a million dollars that we don't have to pay back. We qualify for more than $3 million. And here's what we believe. We believe that God is about to step out and do the beyond. How many would say amen? Now, on the Becoming Center side, okay, on the Becoming Center side, here's what I, wanna be, I want you to really begin to pray. We want to pray that God would not just do miracles on one side, but do miracles on this side. Meaning that God would put it on the hearts of people all over the world. And by the way, I've made a couple of connections. If you know that I'm traveling, please pray. Because while I'm traveling, part of what I'm doing is I'm slipping in a little of the little something, something on the Beyond Project. Okay? And, and what we need to pray is that God would put it on people's hearts from all over the world. Blessings can come from the north, the south, the east, or the west. And that they would, would step out and do something extraordinary to help us build a community center in one of the neediest cities of our country. God is able by his mighty power to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond. This past week, and I want to give you two application points from the Bible. This past week, while, the, while some of the, the city officials were walking through our building, we slipped in a little beyond. And one of them said, listen, here's my information, here's my personal number, et cetera, et cetera. I happen to know that there is funding, state funding available for places that want to build gyms and community centers. And I want to connect you because I want to help you build a gym for this community. How many know God is on the move in all sorts of ways by his mighty power? Pray. Make it part of your week. Make it part. This is, the, this is the call of God upon all of us. Pray. Pray and ask God. So, very practically speaking, applying the word of God, very uh, practically speaking, just like Noah, here's what we need to do. We're going to pray and we're going to go. Number one, keep believing in the unseen realities says, by faith, when Noah warned about things not yet seen. God is a God who calls those things that are not as though they were. That is the way God does it. God says, this is going to happen. Prophecies in the Bible, this is going to happen. I said it's going to happen. Write it down. Even though it tarry, it will come. How many know when God speaks a word, God will fulfill that powerful word? Pray and believe. Keep believing in the unseen realities. This will grow your faith. And so let me just say this, every time you walk by that lot, would you say a prayer to the Lord and say, Lord, God, God gave us this on Tuesday. I was talking to David and David said, you know, the Bible says you can speak to a mountain and have it removed. Well, if you could speak to a mountain and have it removed, you could speak to a mountain and have it move into the right place. And I declare in the name of Jesus, build that mountain. I declare in the name of Jesus, build that mountain by your mighty power. 
And I want you to speak and pray every time you walk by that corner and that corner of our property. Say, God, build it by your mighty power. We believe you. Now, almost done, but I want to say this real quickly. I want to say this. This is April 14th, 2016. This is from Pastor Matt, actually. As I was typing in the community center budget, I heard the voice of the Lord say, as in the days of Noah, I raised up this place to be an ark of safety, an ark of nourishment, says the Lord. Build, 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 build in faith, build in obedience. I will bring them, says the Lord. I will bring them from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. They will come hand in hand, brothers and sisters, cousins and parents. They will come because I am drawing them. They will come to my place of refuge. I am establishing a refuge from the heat of the day and a shelter from the pestilence of the night. Build in faith just as Noah was appointed in that day of darkness. So I have appointed you, my people, to erect this work for my glory. Could we put our hands together and say, yes, Lord, it will come to pass, oh God. Later on, Heidi, so this is what happened. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna call Pastor Matt if you guys could be ready in a moment. So this is what happened. So right before we left, I had a meeting with the board. I was talking with my wife about this. They said, how are we gonna wrap up the Beyond Project? I said, the Lord has spoken Noah into my heart. I need to, I need to put before the people the example of Noah. Okay, God gave him something great. We do what we do, then God does what he does. So right before I leave, uh, uh, um, Heidi comes to me and says, you were preaching recently. While you were preaching, the Lord spoke to me to give you a word regarding Noah. And then she sent me some notes back from 2017 just so that you could see. Listen, this is from 2017 in her journal. In the darkest of days, God designed a create. This is only part of it. God designed a creative rescue plan to save and preserve a remnant. We have giraffes today because of this ark, this plan of God. Noah's task was to listen, to receive the blueprint, to build, to labor over the work until it was accomplished. To trust that this ridiculous looking structure would actually rescue life. And to take care of the animals that God had sent to him. Well, God also said to her, we're going to build this ark for the glory of God. And when people are going to come from the highways and the byways and they're going to come in. And when they come in, the doors will be shut and God is going to send a rain. And that rain is going to raise our young children and their families above the wickedness of this world, above the darkness of this world. It's going to raise them and be an ark of salvation. How many know Jesus is the ark of our salvation? Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Jesus is the ark of salvation. And our church, the church of Jesus Christ, is supposed to be a manifestation of that ark. That's what we are about. Now here's the last thing, as Pastor Matt and Mandy come. We need to keep believing, and number two, we need to keep building until it rains. We need to keep building. <laughs> Noah's faith was powerful. Listen to this. Noah's faith was powerful because 
he got a word from God that took a season to fulfill. But he worked diligently knowing that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You see, and so when it comes to where we find ourselves, we're going to stay diligent. We're going to keep believing and keep expecting. We're going to keep calling upon the name of the Lord. And we're going to cry out to him because he's going to send a rain and then he's going to get glory all over this country, all over this world. The ears of people are going to tingle because of the great work that God has done on behalf of the cries of his people. Could we put our hands together and say, yes, Lord. So let me just say one more thing. If you're not involved, I hope you're inspired today to get involved. Okay? I want to encourage you, if you have not participated in actually giving financially to the Beyond Project, I want to encourage you to give. I don't even have time. You know, my wife and I, we made a commitment to the Beyond Project that was way beyond us. And in the last four or five months, we started to talk and say, okay, we've done our part. Come on, God, we need the Beyond part. And sure enough, God, through a series of miracles for us, through a series of miracles, through some things that we overpaid, through money coming back from the government, through this, through that, on October 1st, we met our commitment for the glory of God. He helped us by his mighty power. Hallelujah, Jesus. And I want you to know what we've done. We've already made a new commitment. And we're going to keep giving. The Beyond Project is over in, in, a, in, a, you know, in a project sense, but not in a faith sense and not in a heart sense. And if I want to encourage you to pray about keep giving, we want to give until the heavens open and pour down a blessing so that we could say we were part of what God did. We were part of it. We gave with faith and, with, and, and sacrificially we believed. And we were part of it. And so I want to encourage you to believe. Now I want to have Pastor Matt and Mandy come, and we're going to pray over them. Come on, all the pastors, all the leaders. Darcy, could you come? Hallelujah. Come on, Bob and Mary, would you come? Let's begin right now by putting our hands together for them right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, let's praise him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for Pastor Matt and Mandy. Thank you for everything they've been for us and done for us, oh God. Hallelujah. Come on, stretch out your hands toward them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for the day you bring them, brought them here. God, and we thank you for this day as you send them out. Lord, we pray your richest blessings upon them. Father, we pray for a fresh and mighty anointing, oh God, to be deposited in their lives, oh God. God, the anointing that is needed to bring revival to Missoula, oh God. We pray for, uh, for revival, oh God. God, for Christian Life Center, send your spirit, send your power, send your light, send the word, send your healing, oh God, from on high, oh God. Send revival to that place, oh God. Turn that place upside down for Jesus, we pray, oh God. We pray a blessing on their marriage. We pray a blessing on their children, oh God. 
Father, we ask for your protection upon them. We ask for your favor, oh God. Deliver them from every evil in the name of Jesus. And use them. God, I pray for wisdom. I pray for a sensitivity and a humility, oh God, to hear the word of the Lord from the Holy Spirit. And I pray, oh God, that grace would be poured out upon them every day of their life, oh God, from this moment on. Thank you for them. Thank you for them. We praise you, God, for the blessing that they've been to our lives. And God, we pray that there would be an amazing blessing in Montana now, Lord. They were a blessing to us. Make, us, make them a, an even greater blessing to them, we pray, oh God. We love you, God. We thank you for how beautiful the body of Christ is. And Lord, you do all things well, oh God. And we thank you for this great move for kingdom advancement. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. Come on, let's put our hands together.